The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is September 27th, 2022. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's baseball betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen, your host, with Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor, and then Sean Zarillo, Action Network MLB senior writer. Uh, as a reminder, before we get started, be sure to follow both of these guys, all of our experts in the Action app. We're going to find out uh, there's a good series going on between the uh, two teams, and we're going to find out at which team we're going to fade today based on the money percentages coming in. It's called Fade the Public because a lot of money coming in on one team. That's a little – it might not be one you think. We'll also get to a few underdogs and then some final bets from both Colin uh, and Zarillo. 15-game slate. What else have I missed? Oh, the uh, White Sox are done. Lance Lynn is pitching today. Colin – do you have any words quickly before we get going here? Any uh, send off thoughts on your White Sox? I was on vacation for so long that, uh, yeah, the White Sox, uh, I think the last time I spoke with everyone, they were get gearing up for that series against Cleveland, where I said a Cleveland sweep was plus 650. Of course, if you had done that, not that I recommended it, that would have won. I was actually at a wedding in New Hampshire this weekend, and someone came up to me in the middle of the reception, very late in the reception and showed me a tweet that said Tony LaRusso was not returning for the end of the season. And I let out a big roar and I said, finally, we have something to celebrate tonight right in front of the groom. So that was uh, a little moment of entertainment. I may have had uh, three or four or seven drinks in me at that point, but yes, it is time to uh, bury the 2022 Chicago White Sox. I don't think we really need to say anything more. Most disappointing White Sox season in my lifetime. They've had several 100 loss seasons during that span, but this is the most disappointing. Let's talk about literally anything else now. I mean, how majestic driving through the woods in New Hampshire, you're looking at the foliage and 
Tony Larusa is nowhere to be found. Anywho, let's get to best bets for this Tuesday. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Sean Zarillo, what is your best bet for this Tuesday slate? Big one for us. Yeah, it was difficult to narrow down for a best bet today, but I think the Orioles stood out to me based on the advantages that they have across the board. I think the wrong team is favored here in this matchup. This should be a true pick em. to me against the Red Sox. I bet them yesterday. Happy to jump on the Orioles today with an even better starting pitcher. Now, the starting pitching matchup is very comparable. The underlying metrics for Kyle Bradish and Michael Waka are pretty much identical, not in terms of expected ERA, expected FIP, both around 425 and 3.9 in those categories but also in terms of Arsenal ratings like Eno Saris puts out for pitching. Plus he has both pitchers at exactly 100.2. So just above league average, but it is kind of incredible. They're at exactly the same number. So starting pitching matchup, essentially a wash, but I do give the Orioles the advantage everywhere else here in offense. Since the all-star break, they rank eighth against righties. Boston ranks 12th. They're about 4% better. The bullpens are the biggest discrepancy. Baltimore ace since the break at 3.9 and an expected FIP. Boston is 29th at 4.5. Those teams rank 13th and 29th respectively in strikeout minus walk rate. And then finally, defense on the year. Baltimore ranks eighth at plus 40 defensive runs saved. Boston is 21st and they're at minus one. So Baltimore offensively, defensively, and in the bullpen advantages across the board. Starting pitching matchup, basically a wash. Obviously have to account for home field for Boston, still make the Orioles slight favorites, like them down to plus 108. And if it is tied, when these two starting pitchers come out, if the Orioles are down a run, I will probably look to jump in on them live as well. Excellent. And that was a game last night that just didn't want to end. They wanted to compete with the, the football game, Orioles-Red Sox. That game took forever to finish. Higher scoring than the football game. Oh my God, yeah. Now, almost, almost. Higher Close. scoring than the than the Niners and uh, Niners and, and Broncos. Broncos game on Sunday night almost. Yeah. Higher scoring than most Iowa football games, as has been tweeted by the Action Network social account. Just a shout out at BJ Cunningham and all of our Iowa alums. Love that. Best bet today, Colin Whitchurch. I did want to say I'm 100% with Zerillo on the Orioles. Uh, probably would have made that my best bet as well, but didn't want to double up. Want to give the people a little bit more action to consider. But I love Baltimore. I love Bradish in that matchup. But I'm on Nationals Braves, the total Kyle Muller against Paulo Espino. Muller has a lot of promise. Uh, top prospect for the Braves came up for a little bit last year. He's made two starts so far this year. However, he is far from a finished product. Very susceptible to getting hit around. Uh, has had trouble with walks so far in his career. He's allowed nine earned runs in seven and two thirds innings. Between this year and last year, he's thrown 44 and a third innings, has allowed 26 earned runs, and has 27 walks with 45 strikeouts. So good swing and miss stuff, but also, like I said, far from a finished product. Plenty of opportunities to get hit around. Paolo Espino, on the other side, has pitched in four games against Atlanta this year, once in relief and three starts, and he's allowed nine earned runs in 16 and a third innings. Obviously, the Braves' offense is one of the best in Baseball, since August 1st, their 114 weighted runs created plus against righties is fourth best in baseball. Nationals offense hasn't been terrible since the deadline, since getting rid of Soto. You know, 91 weighted runs created plus against lefties. Uh, floating in the in the low 90s against either split, really. Obviously, that's still below average, but considering the state of that franchise in general, it's not 
quite as miserable as you might expect. It's not at the levels of, say, Miami or, say, Kansas City in the second half of this season. So I like Washington to be able to scratch across a few against Muller, who, like I said, is far from a finished product, and then Espino. Um, he's been solid. He's been one of the best starting pitchers for the Nationals this year. Not that that's saying a ton, but the Braves offense is just too hot. We're seeing over eight and a half. I love that to minus 120. Okay, next up on the show, as we always do, we go from best bets to finding out whether or not we're going to fade the public. And looking at the Action app, if you have one of the pro accounts, highly recommend. It's excellent, excellent resource. It will drop down the money percentages, the actual percentage of bets, the actual dollars being put on certain games. And looking at baseball, you see here that the, the Philadelphia Phillies are at Wrigley Field tonight to take on the Cubs with Zach Wheeler pitching against Marcus Stroman, who, I mean, I know Wheeler's good, but Stroman, is it that big of a difference? 84% of the bets, 91% of the money on the Phillies to beat the Cubs. And I'm a little, I guess, I guess I, I say this too. There's not a game on the board today with the exception of nationals and Braves where there's a big discrepancy in a line. There's not some obvious DeGrom's start today or something of that like, but Zerillo, are we going to fade the public today or what? I bet the Phillies last night at minus 160. I still like it there. It has floated up just a couple of cents, but if it comes back to minus 160, I would play it. I think the reason why it may be a little bit suppressed relative to where I projected it is that Zach Wheeler is on a pitch count of around 70 to 75 came back and his last start was closer to 50. So I would not expect him to go more than 75 pitches tonight, but the bullpen discrepancy is pretty massive, both in my model. And in terms of second half metrics, the Phillies around 12th in expected ERA strikeout minus walk rate in the second half, the Cubs around 25th in both categories since the trade deadline. So Cubs dealt away a bunch of their key relievers. We were betting on them a lot earlier in the season because of their bullpen. Now I actually think it is a reason to bet against them. So Zach Wheeler about a run better than Marcus Stroman in terms of an expected ERA projection. But then when you get into the bullpens, it is actually still a pretty comparable differential. So Phillies at minus 160, both for the first five innings and the full game, I think are fine bets. I just prefer the full game bet because you don't know who is going to come in for that fifth inning right behind Wheeler. But in totality, I do like their bullpen much more. Colin Whitchurch, what are your thoughts on this game? I, I, the Phillies, so that's that's a great note on, on Wheeler, the pitch count, but uh, no love for the Cubs here. No, there's not. I feel like, I mean, we'd have to go back through the year, but I feel like this might be the first time or one of very few times that Cirillo and I are both with the public. I'm on the Phillies as yeah. well. I'm actually surprised by that line. I think that they have considerable edges over the Cubs in most areas, I can't believe we're sitting here in September of 2022 and talking about the Phillies bullpen being a strength or at the very least them having an advantage over their opponent. That bullpen seemed like it was miserable for so long, for so many years. So I'm on the Phillies as well. I think minus 170 is still a good number considering wh what they have offensively. You know, Stroman's been pretty solid this year, but something that I've I've looked at a lot is his ground ball rate compared to peak in his career. It actually was in the 40, 40s percentage-wise for a lot of this season. It's back up to around 50%, which is still above average, but far below his peak when he was inducing ground balls 60-plus percent of the time. I'm also curious about the weather here. Um, you know, looking at the total of 6.5, I, I kind of like the over here. 
If you look at the weather right now, uh, Sports Insights weather report, we got 15-ish mile an hour winds blowing in from left field. So that explains the weather. But I kind of want to go contrarian over here, just given how well the Phillies offense can hit and given the fact that Wheeler's on a pitch count. You know, you don't need home runs to score runs all, every time at Wrigley Field. And with the with the direction that the wind's going, you know, yanking the ball down the right field line, I think it can still get out. So I like the Phillies here on the money line. So I'm with the public, but I also think a little bit of a contrarian over on six and a half might be worth a play as well. Wow. I think you're right. The the last time both of you never, well, just one of you to, to, to go with the public is it, it, it's sort of shocking. It rarely happens. So it's September, it's September. A lot of these teams have packed it in for the year. It's a lot harder to find an underdog in September point. than it was in May or June. That's an excellent point. That is very true. And these, these Phillies need these games way more than the Cubs do uh, based on both of their situations. So very good. Well, let's make this even more difficult, shall we? Let's go to underdogs for the day that we like. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? Colin, you want to start us off on that? Yeah, as I mentioned, I kind of like the Orioles as my underdog pick. Uh, Zarillo talked about them quite a bit, so I'm going to go with a much more disgusting play, a straight numbers play, athletics against the Angels. I like the athletics at plus 170, first five innings plus 165. And again, it's just a straight numbers play here with James Caprillian against Patrick Sandoval. I actually like Sandoval quite a bit. I just don't think the Angels should be this big a favorite against anyone when someone other than Shohei Otani is on the mound. So it's a straight numbers play for me. Caprillian actually has been somewhat decent in two starts against the Angels this year. He's thrown 10 and a third innings. He's allowed four earned runs and 10 strikeouts. He's been a very up and down pitcher for Oakland. Um, probably one of their more consistent starting pitchers all season, which is not saying a lot considering the state of the athletics. And Sandoval has had a very good and under the radar second half. But again, I just can't back the Angels or any Angels starting pitcher at this number unless his name is Shohei Otani. So athletics, favorite underdog, plus 170. We've said this a lot this year going to write it down as a loss until proven otherwise, but I just can't imagine backing the angels at, at this number. So I like Oakland. We rarely get Otani starts on our podcast anyway, but uh, I wouldn't mind if he only makes one more for other reasons. Um, Are we yeah. close? What's our, what's our angels update, Brendan? We need our, we need our, angels uh, they gotta go total ten, update. they gotta, I think they gotta go six and three here down the stretch which is possible. They got to go yeah. six and three for, to, to hit the over, especially play in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, damn. They, it, they have made this interesting. Haven't they? This is your angels update. Maybe that. that's what I should be doing. Wait, actually serious question. Should I, should I go bet the A's with you tonight? Is that what I'm, is that what I should do? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you put on the under on the angels. Winter to update people who don't listen every week, Brendan, put a all-star break bet in on the under on the angels win total. And he's been sweating it out every episode. It's the so, only pick I gave on the show. I just, I just passionately, it's more so a fade of the angels and how much I hate what yes. they do. It's again, you, you people have seen the, the viral tweets, you know, Shohei Otani breaks this record and Mike Trout does something that you've never seen before. And the angels lose seven to three. It's just, <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, you should join me 
on Oakland regardless, because this is one of my expert picks on this beautiful podcast that we produce every week. And all of our listeners should join me as well, regardless of your angels bet, Brendan. You're right. You're right. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Zerillo, your favorite underdog for the day, please. Yeah, the A is not my favorite underdog, but I do like them down to plus 176. I like Pablo's, or Patrick Sandoval as well. I just think this line has gotten a little you, bit you too like Pablo high, Sandoval so. too? Yeah, I also like Pablo Sandoval. I wish he was starting for the Angels today. I would definitely be betting the A's at plus 176 <laughs> against Pablo Sandoval. But with Patrick Sandoval, I still think it's okay at plus 176. Uh, my favorite underdog bet is the Marlins. And both halves, I would split my bet. Again, not anything I'm in particular love with. I just think this is the best underdog on the board. I think going against the Mets and the Braves down the stretch, particularly with these lesser teams, you are probably going to find value on the other side. Marlins to plus 160 for the first five, plus 170 for the full game. Starting pitchers, Carrasco and Pablo Lopez, relatively comparable. Marlins, the better defensive team. The concern is that the Mets have the number one offense against right-handed pitching in the second half of the season. I've mentioned multiple times their splits against lefties are much worse than their splits against righties, which are the best offensive splits in baseball at the moment. So Marlins here in both halves, split your bet, but again, nothing to go too heavy on. Can I jump in really quickly here? The Angels are 67 and 86, right? So they got to get to 76 wins. So they got to go eight. They got to go eight. My math is horrible. They've played 153 (laughs) games. They have nine to go. Oh, yeah, they're good. And they need what? What's their total? They need to go 10-0, but they they can't because they have nine games. Oh, you're good, Brendan. I know. I'm such a moron when I do math (laughs) live on the air. Yeah, you're good. The Angels are are under. You don't need to sweat anymore. Nine games to go. You just take the profits and put it on the A's. There you go. Start right, rolling it over games every game. To go. You've, won, you've yeah. won the money, Brendan. Let's celebrate. You're right. No, is right. They'd have to go 9-0. They'd yeah. have to run the table. Such a uh, – and sorry. I, I, I had to stop you because I just saw the record. I go, what am, what am I talking about? Maybe they'll run the table. Yeah, really. Now we can see <laughs> – anyway, continue. I apologize. I, I had to do that. I'm like, I am so off. That is <laughs> yeah, 9-0, 6-3. It's the same thing kind of. This is your Angels update. That's okay. I've got a couple of totals to give out here. Reds Pirates. Again, we've got a Mitch Keller game. We've got a Mitch Keller start. Neither of us brought up Mitch Keller in either our best bets or our underdogs. And that's because Mitch Keller is not an underdog today. He's a favorite against the Reds and Hunter Green. Hunter Green has looked fantastic of late. Went six shutout with 11 strikeouts against the Cardinals behemoth offense a couple of starts ago. Keller, we've talked about ad nauseum all season. Fantastic improvements with his sinker addition. I'm looking at the total in this game, specifically the first five total, with Keller and all of the improvements he's made and Green looking as sharp as he had and against a terrible Pirates offense. First five under three and a half, I think, presents a ton of value there. Also looking at the total in Dodgers Padres a couple of lefties on the mound with Tyler Anderson and Blake Snell I like San Diego's offense against Anderson as good as he's been this year they have a 110 weighted runs created plus against lefties and anytime you can get this low of an under with the Dodgers offense out there I like that as well the total sitting down at seven and a half we've seen a lot of really low totals today I think there are three games out there that are sitting at six and a half this one's at seven and a half I like the over with Anderson and Snell on the mound. Finally, Rockies Giants, another first five under. 
with the remarkably underrated Logan Webb on the mound against Herman Marquez, who is considerably better on the road away from Coors Field. Giants have been very pedestrian all season. They're not technically eliminated from playoff contention, I don't believe, but it's only a matter of time. Marquez on the road is a different animal. Webb is fantastic anywhere. So another first five total under three and a half there in Rockies Giants. I am looking at the correct page and I have done my thinking before I speak. The Giants are still mathematically alive. Yes, you are correct. Final bets for Sean Zarello today. The Rays and the Guardians, I'm curious to see what the Guardians do. Obviously, they had the off day yesterday, but technically they have nothing left to play for, and it's unlikely that these teams play in the postseason unless the Rays get passed by the Mariners. So the Guardians actually have nothing to play for here over the final nine days or so. Would expect them to protect their key relievers. Regardless, projecting the Guardians as I normally would, I still like the Rays to plus 130 for the first five innings and plus 130 essentially for the full game as well. So plus 130 in either half on Tampa Bay. Uh, the Yankees and the Jays, the Aaron Judge home run pursuit continues, seems to be pressing a little bit, which often happens when we see these players get near record-setting numbers, milestone numbers. They always seem to struggle for about a week or so before they finally do it. I like the overs in this matchup, though. Jamison Tyon expected ERA this year, 4.25. Jose Barrios over five, very Jekyll and Hyde for Barrios this season. They have been opening the roof in Toronto more often lately as the weather has gotten more moderate, more temperate coming off of the summer months. That certainly helps with the overs. I like the over four to minus 120 for the first five, the over seven and a half to minus 115. And Aaron Judge, if you're looking to bet his home run prop, I would need plus 215 or better to be a break-even price. That is a 52 home run, full season pace. Obviously, he homers some games multiple times, so he's not going to homer in 52 separate games. But his projection today from Sabersim is at 0.32. So that would be a plus 215 implied number. See around plus 190, plus 200 out there around the market. Do not bet it below plus 215. Otherwise, you're making a bad bet. Uh, the Nationals down to plus 193. It dropped down from about plus 205. When it first opened, I would expect it to move back closer to plus 200, so you can wait for a better price on that. The more interesting storyline here, though, is Paolo Espino, just the 11th pitcher with 100-plus innings pitched and no wins in Major League history. He'll have two more opportunities to get that win, but unfortunately, if he does not, he will probably set the record for most innings without a win. The current record is 117 and a third innings by Terry Felton in 1982, if you want some trivia. Poor Mr. Terry Felton went 0-16 for his career. Espino, not a bad pitcher, 4.6 expected ERA. There are worse guys out there than him, but he may end up setting that record because he does not turn over the lineup more than twice. He's got a relatively tough matchup today with the Braves, and then again for his final start, we'll face the Mets. So not looking good for Mr. Espino. Hopefully they can get him out of there with a win today. The White Sox and the Twins, I like the Sox first five here to minus 122. Do not love it because they seemingly have nothing to play for. In Lance Lynn's last start, Yoan Moncada basically tanked the entire first inning and made three misplays, led to three runs. It was one of the most horrendous, obvious, I-do-not-care innings I've ever seen from a baseball player or professional athlete ever. There was a small edge here, though. So the White Sox first five to minus 122. And the Brewers and the Cardinals, I like the under eight to minus 108. It's just the touch high for this park has actually moved up to eight and a half in some spots. And the Cardinals' first five, if you can get a minus 115 or better, 
given the discrepancy between these two starting pitchers, I think is worth a bet as well. Has moved up closer to minus 120, but if it moves back down to minus 115, you consider jumping in. I just want to say that, forget the Aaron Judge home run watch. I'm all in on Paolo Espino win watch. I'm fascinated by this. I'm going to be betting on Espino to record the win. I think you can find it around plus 350 out there. Espino to record a win. I'm I'm betting on that because I don't want it to happen, essentially. I want him to break this record. There's another record out there that is even more fascinating than Judge as well. Miles Straw is closing in on the record for lowest OPS by an outfielder in the live ball era. He's sitting at 562 right now for a full season OPS in 571 plate appearances. It's really rooting against Miles Straw, really rooting against Paulo Espino. This judge news is so passe. It's so yesterday. We're all in on Espino watch and Straw watch in this last week of the season. Straw amazingly has 2.3 wins above replacement. I don't know how that's possible. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, Guaranteed. that's going to do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Again, don't forget to follow both Colin Whitchurch and Sean Zarolo, their picks in the podcast by searching Payoff Pitch Podcast. Have to search all three of those words in the Action Network app to search Payoff Pitch Podcast. Thanks to Colin Whitchurch and Sean Zarolo, Brendan Glasheen. We will catch you again Friday for the next episode. See you later, everybody. Good luck today. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.